Welcome back to the conversations where we discover again and again where there's a will, there's a way, and where we learn how entrepreneurs around the world are creating a great life for everyone in the company. Well, welcome to Where There's a Will, There is a Way. And remember, what we're doing here is we are looking for examples and encouraging people to create the context so that every employee, 100% in the company, are living their ideal life. We call that the, IOS, the EOS life, but it's, it's really a way of helping people live an ideal life for themselves and maybe even their family. So today we are, we are we're just really blessed with having a great interview with Eric Lindsay, who is a visionary. He's been working with EOS for a while in his company. He's a visionary at Nightwatch. So welcome, Eric. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. So, so Eric, tell us, tell us what Nightwatch is. What do you do? So we're a building integrator that makes buildings uh, secure, comfortable, and energy, energy efficient. So if you think secure, that would be security from access control and video systems. And comfortable would be temperature control, humidity, things like that. And then energy is everything from lighting, power metering, and that all comes together in a web interface that, uh, or on an app that makes it easier to operate your building and keep it secure and comfortable. Excellent. Well, now, now you've been working with an, with an implementer. So tell us about your implementer. Oh, we have the best. Well, of course, everybody probably says that about theirs if they're, if they're happy, which they should be. Uh, we have Jim Coyle uh-huh. in, in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And he is, uh, he's wonderful. And the reason I say he's wonderful, one is he's very pragmatic. You know, he doesn't lose sight of, de- of uh, very important issues. But the other thing is he holds us very accountable. I mean, he's looked me right in the face and says, you're full of crap. And I like that. <laughs> it's, it's fear. And even if he's telling me something I really don't want to hear because it bruises the ego, what I really like is I know it's coming from the heart. So the important thing is, uh, and, and I'm, I'm a big fan of that, find an integrator that matches you. And uh, I like, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't bother me. I like that. And he is uh, a huge part of the transformation of our business. Excellent. Well, Jim is certainly one of the best. He is a great friend and a super fellow implementer. I, I really love talking with him and being with him. And, and we get together. We get together from time to time at uh, what we call the QCE, and uh, it's it's just lots of fun. Oh, good. So, good. tell us a little bit, Eric, about about where was Nightwatch before EOS? What what is it that you were you were doing that you uh, saw that EOS could help you with? Well, we started in 1994, and that was uh, my brother and I in a 1972 Chevy pickup truck. So basically, <laughs> a couple of years that knew nothing about business. And uh, we started doing burglar alarms, like, you know, you see advertised for your house. And uh, it, and we fumbled around with that. Uh, we did graduate past a old pickup truck, which when I, 94, 72 was still old, and it had no interior. It was horrible. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, slowly but surely, we started growing. And we had some, some modest success, I would say. You know, we cared about the customer. That was first, those things, uh, which probably most companies uh, want to make sure that they keep their customer happy. If they don't, they don't last. But um, I'll fast forward and just say, you know, we kept adding employees. And in 2018, early part of 18, end of 17, we were probably right around 
uh, 50, 45, 50 employees. And we, we hit what's called the ceiling. I mean, we worked hard. I would work seven days a week. It didn't matter. Um, could not break the ceiling. I mean, but the more effort I put in, I might, you know, we might add just a little bit of growth, uh, maybe a touch to the bottom line, but, but it was to the point, it's like, is it even worth it? And I was stressed out mm. and I mm. was sitting up at my wife could tell I was really restless one night. It was probably about midnight and I just got up and I sat on the bed and she goes, what's the problem? And I go, I think I need new friends. And she goes, what do you mean you need new friends? I'll fast forward. I was introduced to uh, just people that I could relate to. So I was uh, uh, introduced to EO, Entrepreneurs Organization, and my new friends, who are my best friends now, um, uh, said, are you doing EOS? I go, what's that? Just like the book title. What the heck's EOS? I've never heard of it. And they go, well, a lot of us are doing it, and we're not as stressed as you are. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So uh, I was introduced to Jim Coyle, and... And that's when things really started to change. I saw a business through a different different way. Um, I tried to implement systems. They usually had the traction life of maybe two weeks, and then they fell apart. And <laughs> our team really tried. But you know what? We couldn't do it. And I can very humbly say that I was not man enough for the job. Uh, we needed someone else to show us the path. And uh, so that's what I was seeking for. And Jim and, and uh, EOS were a perfect fit for us. So I can move a little forward from there and just say that uh, about a year and a half in, I can say, you know, I was working about five days a week, maybe even four. Um, well, but, you know, very easy to maintain schedule. Uh, the stress level in the company came way down. The happiness level was good. I look forward to going in, especially for my uh, weekly EOS meeting or what we call a level 10. And, uh, but nothing had hit the bottom line for about a year and a half, nothing significant. And I called Jim and I said, Hey, we've been chipping away at this for about a year and a half and, uh, nothing's hit the bottom line yet. And I said, I see progress everywhere. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, people are happier. We're happier. I really enjoy work. It's great, but it's not hitting the bottom line. He goes, well, you know, you have to grow internally before you grow externally. And within probably two or three months, we just started, it, it all started to happen. You know, results are a post, post-mortem, financial results anyway. Financial results are built on what you did before. You can't go, oh, look what we just did. Here's my financial result. No, that, that's, that's the, the long-term look back. So within about two or three months, we just started to see a lot of stuff happen. Our volume was really going up. And over the next... 12 months, we doubled in size, doubled in revenue, uh, didn't quite double in people, but we added a lot. And it's it's just been like that ever since. I mean, this last quarter, well, let me put it this way, we do more in just book sales, not all of our other revenue service, more in book sales per quarter than we did the entire year of 2018. And that was after 20 some years of grinding it out. And I think we're just book sales. There's a couple million more than our annual revenue of 18. And uh, I mean, we grow, we're way ahead of our 10 year target goal, our big, hairy, audacious, audacious goal. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's EOS. I'd like to say, gosh, I'm just, just great businessman. I'm super good. Why I just walk around successful things happen. <laughs> but no, I'm not. <laughs> and uh, was fortunate enough to, you know, stumble into through asking questions 
you know, they say the when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. For me, it was at our team, it was the OS. It helped us simplify, identify, focus on the right stuff. And it's stuck. I mean, it's not going anywhere. Uh, we, in other business groups, they call me the purist because I just, I stick to the EOS principles. Sometimes it's tough because you have to make tough decisions and you have to do the right thing. It's not mm-hmm. always easy. However, if right. you're committed to a long-term strategy of winning, I, I don't know what else I would recommend. It's, it's, it's the way to go for, for us anyway. It works great for us. Well, that's right. It, it, it works if you work, right? Right, right. But you have to commit. Yeah. And if you do and your well, team right. commit. Commit and then do the work. Now, I, I assume that you're out of your 92 pickup by now. <laughs> it was a 72 Chevy pickup. I wish I had it now. Oh, now 72. Yeah, it was a 72 <laughs> Chevy No. But you're not was, playing uh, Sam Walton's game to stick with the same pickup forever. Well, maybe. I do have a, another old pickup truck that I love to drive. But <laughs> but it's... Uh, oh, great. I've got it. I've got an old one, old diesel, and I love it. I don't have anything flashy that way. Um, you know, I'm simple Super. that way. So, yeah. Well, so tell us about tell us about uh, what what that means for the company, the, all the people in the company. Uh, I, I assume that right now you're doing only what you love doing. Is that fair? That's fair. You yes. personally just doing what Me you per- love doing, and you, you're doing it with people that you love? For sure. Hundred percent. You're making a great contribution. That too. I, I yes. assume that you're getting compensated appropriately. I feel that I am. And you have plenty of time left over to for your other passions and your family. That is true. That is. Those are all true statements. So, so do you intend for that to be true for every employee in the company? I really would like that to be true. Of course, you have people that fit and don't fit in your organization. That's a, that's a reality of growing a company. Not everyone's going to be a good fit. Um, over time. And sometimes, you know, people grow with us and then they grow out. But but I can say, and I do believe that if the EOS life is pushed all the way out to the edge, when I mean the edge, I mean the people that are frontline working with clients, you know, daily, um, that that is very doable and it, and it can happen. And we see a lot of that. You know, some of the people in our uh, company, um, they came in and they were making, you know, maybe just better than minimum wage. And now they're living very nicely, better than I ever thought I would live. And uh, we wouldn't be able to provide those opportunities if we didn't have a company that allowed them to grow. And that's a lot of the EOS life. I mean, if you really look at it, it's it's a great growth model. It's an easy model. It takes a lot of the chaos out. And when you get rid of the chaos, you have space. The problem with growing a company or trying to grow, it's all the day-to-day stuff that gets in your way. It's, hey, guess what? Here's the crisis of the day. There's a crisis every day. You know, pick up the phone, there's a crisis. Open up a, read an email, there's a there's crisis everywhere, right? Well, until you systemize, which gets rid of a lot of that, you don't have free space and free time to think and really get the creative juices going and find a great way to focus and move an organization forward. And that happens at every level. You know, it can't just be myself or the leadership team, but throughout the company, there has to be space. And that's the nice thing about EOS and the EOS life is it gives space. It doesn't mean we don't get busy from time to time, but it does mean that we're able to approach problems a lot better. It's systemized. So instead of having a stress level of 100, you might hit 
80, 85, which is a lot nicer than being at peak and living at peak, which is where we used to live. Yeah. yeah. Feel like your head, uh, you know, it's better than running around feeling like your head's exploding, right? Yeah. And the other thing that, that really just made it easy for us, um, you tend to carry too much in your head when you're a small business owner. Everything's in your head. Mm-hmm. And like, you have to go hire somebody. It feels like you're always reinventing the wheel. Well, with the OS, it's very easy. You know, you've got your four, five core principles. You know what you're looking for. Um, you onboard and you offboard with a process. You problem solve by a process. Everything has a process. And for people that are very visionary oriented, like myself, um, you need a process. You might not want one, but you have to have a process because without a plan, you plan to fail. And without a process, I mean, you, you basically just said, I have a lot of great dreams and, you know, good luck. And, and you can see it once you've lived it. Now that I've lived it, you know, you can look back and see, uh, you can see the progress. Well, all right. So where are you in this rollout of the EOS life to everybody in the company? So, um, well, we, uh, uh, that's a good question. When you say rollout, our comp- everybody in the company lives the EOS life because everybody's living with, I mean, you know, it, you don't have a choice when you come to Nightwatch. When you come to Nightwatch, um, your first day, you're handed a book. What the heck is EOS? And we talk about it. And we talk about, um, you know, our three uniques. Um, and uh, you, you know, we go through the entire EOS process. I'm going to the whole thing because, you know, I'm sure your listeners have probably been through it. But the bottom line, um, we walk them through the entire thing and how their contribution works for us, ours works for them, which helps give them free space, time to grow. And, uh, and then we have a, uh, a plan for every employee, you know, what 30 days, 90 days, what it looks for. What we try to get out of a lot of people, which actually takes them time to develop, especially when we get uh, people that have maybe never worked in a, in a very structured company, because, you know, Basically, it's the what do I want to be when I grow up conversation. A lot of people just want a job. You know, I just want a place right now in the job market. It's pretty easy to get a job. So it's, I just want a place that's better than the last place I was. We're very confident we can deliver that. Yeah. That's that's not a problem. Right. We have a lot right. come to us right. and it's, it's for how we operate in the market. Uh, but after some time, they start to figure that out. And then it's our goal to help them with that path. And that path isn't always a path of, oh, I want to be this at Nightwatch. A lot of times it's, I would like to have time to be able to do these types of things. And we work with them to try to help them achieve those things. A lot of people want to give back too. They want to, you know, they want to have time to give, serve. And uh, it's nice to see them be able to achieve those things. And, you know, and it's it's interesting um, to watch because, you know, you just go back a few years ago we didn't have time for that. We'd have liked to do it. It was very aspirational, but there was no real way to execute <laughs> Right, right, right. Well, oh, okay. So um, so people come on board and they begin to live that EOS life, and that's part of how they learn how to do that. Is that what I'm hearing? That is exactly how it is. Just, it's just it's how we operate. You know, it's, it's like I say, in, in certain business groups that I live in, they call me the purist uh, because right. when I ask, well, this is how we would handle it. This is not... This is the EOS way. Let me explain how we would handle this situation. Um, this is what we're about. It's it's you know we don't. There's no hesitation in what we stand for. Everybody knows, mm-hmm. and 
it's it's not very hard for anybody to understand uh, you know what behaviors are going to help them get to where they want to be and which ones don't and we've had people at various levels of the company come to us um it's kind of a sad thing but it's a good thing and just say you know i just don't this isn't me you know it could be one of our core values like team player we had a great dedicated employee one time but the team player thing kept sticking out and it came to a point where it was a self-select of you know this whole working with the team thing just doesn't fit for me and that's cool mm-hmm. didn't fit for us either <laughs> even though we loved them uh it didn't fit for us either so they, they're off to something that's going to be better for them but but for the people mm-hmm. that our values are in concert with their values very rare to see one of those people leave it would be it's it's very rare and the nice thing is well that's uh, what i was going to ask that's what i was going to ask during this time the great what what's being called the great resignation yeah. uh how many of the great people that you'd love to keep how many of them left I lost one person that I would love to keep, but he's coming back. So, so far, so good. <laughs> I have not lost anybody. That, yeah, the funny thing, wow. it, was, it was a weird, weird situation, but long story short, uh, we, we talked to him and he said, oh, I'm coming back. And, I, you know, we threw other people in the company. I, I think that's going to happen pretty soon. But through that process, we've lost some others. And it's not like we, you know, rejoice in the fact someone's leaving. Um, but but it was a fit issue. But but of people that I would say, you know, really embrace our core values, we had a person, and uh, that one's coming back. So I feel I feel very good about that. Um, the nice thing that happens though is when when you lose people that don't have your values, it opens up space for the right person to come in. And what happens? Right. Well, first of all, you always know. They always know it's not a fit. They know. You know. So there's this little not talked about, we'll call it dark matter, okay? That's, that's between you. <laughs> right. You know. So the beautiful thing is when they find what's going to help them, they're also helping you find um, someone that's going to have things and, you know, are going to embrace your values. And, it, and it's the, the nice thing about it is you're not pulling or pushing anymore. A lot of times they're pushing or running right alongside you. It just makes your day-to-day a lot easier. And all the employees around them, it makes that a lot easier, too, because everybody has something in common. So uh, the turnover, um, ours is at 14.6 right now. That's our turnover rate, okay? Uh, we help people, and they help themselves as well. It's healthy. A lot of the, some of the top, a lot of the top companies in America run at 20%. Um, but what happens is the organization gets stronger because what used to be an A player is now a C player. And what I've seen with that is I thought, well, does that mean that everybody here, including me, is eventually just going to be a C player and out the door? Well, it kind of depends. The law of the lid, if you ever read any of Maxwell's stuff, you know, you hit your own level of incompetence. And, mm-hmm. um, and what ends up happening is uh, a lot of those people that were A players are still A players. They just grow, 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 grow because there's so much space for them to grow now. Where if you take an A player and put them in a company that doesn't provide a growth path and immediately throw them into a company that's 10 years ahead, they're going to be a C player. That's just what's going to happen. Yeah, right, right. Um, right. So people grow to a point where they hit their lid. And at that point, you know, they're either in the spot that they want to be or maybe they're not the right fit for the next person that comes in. Boom. So your company gets stronger as you have some of that turnover. It's, it's actually a good thing, it, it, and, and you should have it. You know, 
if you're not having a percentage of turnover, you're probably not making tough decisions and avoiding things and that dark matter is all around you. And it, it can be pretty uh, right. bad for right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what, what have you found when you look at other companies who are not using EOS? How do you see them? Oh, gosh, you, you know it within three minutes. So uh, we've looked at acquiring several, and I have friends in the industry and friends just out of the industry that own companies. And you can hear it. It's like, well, I was going to get to that, but, you know, the and buts just come flying out of everywhere, every nook and cranny. Mm. Um, it'd be really nice if I could find, you know, find the help. Oh, these guys won't. Blah, blah, blah. It just goes on. And you're just like, okay, I, yeah, you already know. Um, and, you know, I've recommended EOS to several companies, and it's made exceptional impacts on those companies and their employees. And some people just, you know, they're, they're just never going to do that, and that's fine. But if you were to talk to them in 10 years, it'd be the same story because no traction is happening. You've got to be able to, yeah. you know, if it's not working, don't quit, keep doing it. You know, it's, it's a worn out phrase right. about expecting no different results. Everybody's heard it. Um, something has to change. And 99% of the time, what has to change is you and what you're doing, because your reflection is also a reflection of how you operate. They talk like you, the way they approach problems will be like you. Um, so you've got to find a way to get yourself and your team organized and operating consistently also so they they know they're at a safe company and when covid hit we came up we ideased it we had five lovers if this happens we do this if this happens we do that and it was very matter of fact it was very pragmatic sure there was stress because nobody knew it was going to happen but our company really went right through that process we had clean and clear messaging weekly going out to our employees so they knew what they could expect and I think it made our company very, very close. The organization was really close through that whole process because they felt like, one, they knew we cared about them. Two, we communicated consistently. Everybody was on those calls. And, uh, and we flew right through it and just kept on growing right as we came out of it. So um, when they know they can rely on you and you're a safe company to work for, and that comes from communication and consistency, um, you know, again, you attract more of those people that that you're looking for, and and now when you talk about when you talk about the consistency, that's not because your your implementer Jim Coyle. It's not because he came in with all these great ideas about what you can do, was it? No, it usually comes from you. So you have a basic template. We'll call it a complete company template with EOS, and that template is basically. I mean, you really start. You start with you know. Who are we as a company? You take your best employees and you model them. And you go, why are these employees the best? So with us, you know, it's dedicated, problem solvers, team players, fun, confident. Those are our five core. Um, and underneath each one of those, what, is that, what does that really mean? What does dedicated mean? What does fun mean? It doesn't mean they have to tell a joke every five minutes. But they can't be a problem dump. <laughs> Walk in the room and dump problems right. all over. And that's how they start the conversation. That doesn't work. So, um, so you have to define that, and and that's what that did. EOS helped us structure and actually figure out who we were. Like, why were our best people the best? I don't know. It does a good job. You <laughs> forced us through the whole thing, which is great. And then, uh, you know, what were we trying to change the world type of thing? And um, 
that's the beautiful thing about the template. But but really, it was us solving those problems and answering those questions. And as as you know, um, when you get your team to solve the question, you don't just. It's not a top down thing. They're solving. They're creating. They're living in it. Well, then they believe it and they own it too. It's not. Well, this is this is coming down from the. Uh, you know, from the guy at the top, so we better do it. It's not a dictatorial system. Uh-huh. And, and that that really makes a really big difference in, uh, I think, how people feel about the company that they help create as well. Right. Well, now, one of the things that, that, that you told me about is that you, you give every employee a card that they oh, carry yeah. with them. Yep. So we tell do. us so, about that card. Okay. So it's it's a decision card. Okay. So it has our five core values on it. Um, but the big thing that, that I think gives us a lot of traction is a decision card. And, and it says, you know, um, basically you have everybody at every level of the company has the right to make a decision. We trust our people. We wouldn't have hired if we didn't. We don't hire them to put them in a box. We hire them for their beautiful minds. And we want them to solve problems. It, you know, if we have to solve all the problems, one of us isn't needed. And that's, that's an EOS principle as well. And my grandpa ran a really large co- uh, company and he said that, and I asked them, they had 100,000 employees. And I said, how, how do you do that? He said, good decision, bad decision, make a decision and move on. I go, what's that mean? He said, indecision will kill you. <laughs> I go, what if you made the wrong decision? He goes, you use the information you have and you make a decision. But it's better to make a decision and move on than make no decision. That in itself is a decision. And that's a bad decision. It also sends out a bad message. So get it done. And I'm like, okay. So I was asked a question, Eric. I was walking clients through our headquarters. <laughs> um, you think I should buy trash bags? This was the question. I was like, wow. Uh, I, and I was irritated. I said, you know, I'm not going to answer that question. And I kept on walking. But it, it just stuck with me that I thought, golly, you know, if someone feels like they have to ask me that question, what type of management do we have? Why would you ask that? You know, for something that trivial. So somewhere I had read about someone having a card that people could ask themselves questions. Uh, So ours basically says, is it good for the customer? Is it good for the company? Is it ethical? And are you willing to be held accountable for it? If it is, make the decision and move on. If they need to buy a rack for their truck as a couple thousand dollars, buy the rack. They They can beg for forgiveness. That's fine. We don't care. But at the end of the day, Having them come to us and ask them a, ask us a whole bunch of questions. All we're going to do is ask them questions back, and we're going to pretty much go with the decision they would have made anyway because they have their feet on the ground. They know what's going on out there. So empower them to make decisions. No one's made more bad decisions than Eric Lindsley and my right-hand man. We make all kinds <laughs> of bad decisions. So they can't do any worse, and they have more information available. So, And I think that's been really good for us, too, because people know we trust them. And we don't ridicule if they make the wrong decision. If we did that, I'd just look in the mirror all day. So the uh, you got to give them space and just understand that they're learning too, just like we are, and, and not ever use it yeah. against them. If you do that, I think you get a lot out of your people too. And the organization can right. move quickly because I'm not dealing with all these issues that could be dealing with. And my leadership team, to the for the most part, isn't dealing with stuff that people are perfectly capable of doing. They just need to know it's okay. And they're not going to get in trouble for making a decision, even if it was didn't work out the way they planned. Yeah. So, so uh, h- how many hours are you working uh, a week, average? Embarrassed to say. So uh, I go in on Wednesday morning for an hour and a half, 
that's my level 10. And I might stay after for a little while. That's pretty much my work schedule right now. And then, uh, and, and the, is the company, the company hitting its numbers? Exceeded every goal we ever had just this last quarter. They just came in. <laughs> EBITDA is going up. So, going up. so, so you don't ascribe to the, to the belief that, uh, I have to work hard in order to earn all of this, uh, a gold achievement. I think that anybody that's done EOS would probably say, I really wish I would have done this a long time ago. Because <laughs> I think I'm going to live a long life, but I don't know how much I took out of it the other way, you know, that is still residual uh-huh. from all the work that I did before. But no, what I found right. is uh, my personal belief is, is that um, you have to create space because that's when your mind works its best. And the more I involve myself with things that are really not for me to be involved in, all I'm doing is is communicating indirectly through dark matter to my team and further down, I don't trust you to make that decision. If you have to get involved in every process, what you're saying is I don't trust you. I trust my people. I love my people. How my people make some mistakes. Everybody does. That's part of the process. So the other thing is, and this is a big one. I've seen this for business owners. It's a hard one to fix. Some, sometimes it's not fixable. Your ego is the most expensive thing you own. Your ego has you buy a house you can't afford, a car you can't afford, all types of things. Your ego can get you into a lot of trouble. The biggest ego problem I see for small business owners is I have to be the one to go fix it. I have to be the one to sell it. I have to get involved. It's all about me, 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 me. It's a big ego thing. Yeah. You're feeding yourself with that ego that'll never be fed enough. And you're never going to get as far when it's all about you. And you have to get over yourself. You're not as great as you think you are. When you go back in time (laughs) and you think about a sport you played, you think about about a three-second excerpt of a game. That's all you remember. That one good pitch you threw, that one great pass you caught, whatever it was. The rest of the game, you're probably below average or average. Maybe you're a superstar. But a lot of people glorify all that. And well, then they, what they do is they apply that to all the employees they have at their company. And, oh, I got to get involved, you know, because I'm the superstar because I did something really good one day, you know. And, and unfortunately, what they do is they create a mechanism where everybody knows they just need to go to you. Where's your space? Where's your open time? Yeah. When do you have time to be creative right. and, and solve problems and actually be in a good mood because you're not so busy to talk to somebody? You know, you got to create that right. space in the big the big issue I see is ego. It gets in the way. That's wonderful. That's great. This has been a wonderful conversation, Eric. Uh, just wonderful. And you know, at some point, I, I, I want to have a chance to talk with some of the uh, people in your company and hear from, you know, from uh, deeper down in the organization what this is, means to them. Uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot yeah. of fun. Uh, is there anything else? If you had, if you had a microphone, uh, uh, and, and you could, you could talk to CEOs who are, you know, running around with their, with their hair on fire, their head feels like it's going to explode. They're working way over 40 hours a week. What would you tell them? I really do believe that what we were talking about earlier about putting a lid on people's potential by trying to get involved and solve all their problems and not giving them an opportunity. Um, it's a vicious machine where, you know, you, cre- you create a, an enablement mechanism that people can't grow in. And then your entire company reflects that mechanism. Well, 
I need to go someone to check for approval. I need to go check for permission. I need to, I need to, you know, where's the empowerment? Where's the love? You know, you got to set your baby free someday, you know, just like your kids, you got to set them free. (laughs) If you won't set them free, then they rebel and they take off. So, you know, uh, my Nana used to say, uh, uh, and it's the same thing as relationships and business, you know, love is like water. If you keep your hand open, it'll always be there. But when you squeeze it, it all goes away. You, you gotta open up. You got to allow them to grow. And then by them growing, you're growing as well. And everything works in harmony that way. And um, I can say it very confidently because I've lived it and I see it plain as day. I never could have had this conversation and seen it five years ago when it happened. Amazing. Just amazing. Well, you know, Gino, uh, Gino Wickman uh, talks about, he talking about the way that people are relating. These last couple of years, he's been saying, you really have to let the love out because that's what we're doing is learning yeah. how to love while we're in business. Yes, that is true. Definitely. Uh, that's great. Thank you so much, Eric. Now, I want you to stick around for a little bit, but thank you so much for being with us. And, you know, what we're doing here is sharing with the rest of the world, other CEOs, founders, presidents, owners, this this whole picture of how you can set the table, create the context for everybody in your organization, including yourself, being able to live that I, that ideal life where you're doing what you love doing with people that you love. You're making a great contribution, making the world a better place. You're being compensated appropriately and, and then having plenty of time left over for your other passions and your family. That's what we do at EOS. That's what we're talking about over and over again. So thanks so much, Eric, for being with us. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Way with Will Christ. If anything resonated with you, you can find tools to help you and your leadership team create a great life for everyone in your company at willchrist.com. Come and join the conversation at willchrist.com. <laughs>